the Hynix Podcast. As um, you guys already know, we lost a, a, a legend, legend on this earth, a god, of, a god amongst men, Kobe Bean Bryant. We lost him on a Sunday, him and his daughter, in a helicopter crash. It was them along with nine other people that lost their lives, man. It's a tragic thing, you know, a lot of emotions and stuff. You know, it's just, it's just um, amazing how, like, um, something like this could um, bring so many people together. There's still people out there that think it's funny to, to be trolls and stuff. They want to make get um, famous or just be known for being a dick, you know. But this is not one of those days, man. You know, a couple of people, you know, in comments and stuff, you're scrolling down. You know, they still want to, you know, sell their, their, like, little products. Or they still want to, like, booty clap and stuff like that. Um, it's not one of those days, man. This is um June 26, 2020. Like I said, we lost a great one, man. I'm going to do my best to um to devote this podcast to Kobe. I know this is a Knicks um, podcast, but um, you know, we don't recognize as real. You got to give respect to um to Kobe. He's done a lot of you know, crazy things in that garden, and he always gave us respect, calling us the Mecca. Made sure they always said that. That's tradition and that's family, man. You know, he played in the Rucker. He's a big part of New York City basketball, the whole tri-state, and if you want to say quad state with Philly over there. So, um, like I said, it's the Kobe Bryant episode, and we're just going to get into it, man. Let's start with um, the Knicks tribute at the Garden. The New York Knicks joined the NBA family in mourning the devastating loss a beloved NBA and global icon, Kobe Bryant, who passed away earlier today at the age of 41 in a tragic helicopter crash that also took the life of his daughter, Gianna. An 18-time All-Star, two-time NBA Finals MVP, two-time Olympic gold medalist, and a five-time NBA champion, Kobe had a multitude of iconic moments here at Madison Square Garden including setting a then Madison Square Garden record of 61 points in 2009. And tonight, we remember the life and legacy of Kobe Bryant and join the Los Angeles Lakers, the Bus family, and the entire basketball world in mourning his passing. Please join us in a moment of silence in honor of number 24, Kobe Bryant. With this type of podcast, I just got to come out and say that, um, you know, this is not for any kind of cloud or trying to get my ratings or listens up or anything like that. You know, there won't be any hashtags put on the on the post. This is um, my tribute to Kobe because um, I have a connection with the guy. The guy's 41 years old. I'm 40. So we come from the same era that, um, you know, I first heard about him in Philly. There's this kid in um, Philly that's, um, that's really nice or whatever. But how did we hear about that? There was no internet in those days. I'm talking about the 90s and stuff. So there was no internet. Everything was word of mouth. They they didn't have, you know, Kobe wasn't all over TV and he wasn't all over the radio. Everything was word of mouth. Same thing like um, Q Rich and those guys from Chicago. We all heard about those guys, you know, through just through word of mouth. You know, they showed up to New York in tournaments and stuff like that. And summertime, he came out and sold those guys in the flesh. You know, Kobe came out to New York when he was a kid. 
you know, and then, you know, some people that I know went out to Philly and, and got to see him play. You know, I, I didn't get a chance to see him play in in high school. But um, just the mystique, man. You know, some kid from Philly, always oh, nice. His father used to be in the NBA, you know. I'm like, who's Jelly Bean Bryant? Who the hell is that? You know, I, I don't remember him, you know. But um, he has he had a son that was killing it over there, you know. So, um, you know, when when um, when you hear stuff like that from other states, like, hey, whatever, man. You know, I'm from Brooklyn, man. You know, he can't guard me. You know what I'm saying? I'll give him this. I'll do this to him. I'll do that to him. You know, he ain't coming over here with that shit, you know. This is how we this is how we roll back in those days. And, you know, Philly's the same way. Oh, from, they're from New York, whatever, man. He ain't going to come to Philly with that. So that that's just the era, you know, the that Mamba mentality was a real thing, man. Not just, you know, from Kobe. That's just that's just where we came from. And um, you know, of course the mutual respect for for cities, you know, like when whenever Kobe talked about New York, he always made sure to mention the Mecca, you know, gave us the props and stuff like that. He actually played in the Rucker as and he was full blown Kobe. He was um full blown Kobe already and he was and he um showed up to the Rucker and, and put on a show. So I mean, you know, he had a lot of respect for the city, and uh, you know, I'm quite sure if he had the opportunity, you know, he would have loved to play in New York, you know. But um, you know, let's um, let's just get into um, this real quick. Like I said, this is not for like some kind of like clout or anything like that. Um, I wasn't going to do a podcast about it, but after hearing what Mike Breek had to say, um, I felt like it was it was kind of necessary. So, like I said. You know, everybody has a podcast now. Everybody has a voice. You know, so this is this is just my my take on um this my contribution my my tribute to uh, Kobe. But let's um let's play the Mike Breen um uh let's let's just get into it. Clyde, I'm on my way into the arena. I thought of Bill Gallo. Gallo is the uh, legendary sports cartoonist that. Uh, when Thurman Munson passed away, the next day he had an unbelievably touching cartoon. And it was his two characters that he had, Basement Bertha and Yucky. And the cartoon read, Basement Bertha saying, no, Yucky, I just don't feel like playing ball today. And she was crying. And that's the way I think a lot of us feel here tonight. Just don't feel like broadcasting. I know a lot of the players, <clears throat> excuse me, don't feel like playing. It's just a sad, sad day. Yeah, you're right, Mike. Like I said, it was like a shot, man, to you. So the players, a lot of these players don't know Michael. I'm glad I'm on my way in. Yeah, so that was what uh, Mike had to say. And um, the cheers that you heard is that um, right after the tip, just like some of the other NBA teams were doing, right after the tip-off, the teams just held the ball and um, let a 24-second clock go. And um, that 24 was uh, in memory of um, Kobe Bryant. I thought that was dope, man. It's a lot of stuff, man. You know, just just um, you know, with this whole podcasting thing, everybody has their voice. But like the the traditional media, you know, I I think today was another another one of those days where where it's like um, you know, just with the whole TMZ thing. The TMZ they, they as soon as the the plane crashed, like two seconds later, you know, the, I mean, the news for of the plane crash didn't even hit the regular media yet. TMZ already blasted it that Kobe Bryant was dead. You know, nobody confirmed it. They just came out and said he was dead, and then the other news um, outlets had to say, "Oh, hey, um, TMZ reported this and this and the other." I had to um, uh, hit Sean King's page. I don't know if you follow him, if you follow politics and social stuff. Sean King is a news reporter, whatever media guy, 
and um, he was able to um, confirm that it was Kobe Bryant that, that um, died in a in a plane crash. It's just hard hard to to just even you know to even even think about it. It still seems fake, you know. You know, if they could be if they could be like a human being, they could be close to like a superhero or like a mythical kind of guy. It's Kobe Bryant, you know. Like he was that dude, man. You know, as he got older, especially when he got the number twenty-four. You know, he became the he became he became that guy for a lot of people. You know, from what um you know Julius Irving and you know Magic and Larry Bird were for me, Kobe Bryant is um that guy for this generation. You know, because we have LeBron still playing right now, and um we have a couple other guys coming up. You know, or you know starting to finish off their career too. But um Kobe. Kobe is that Dr. J for this generation. So it's just, it's just really hard, man. Really hard to even think about it. Then, like, you know, just the deny people that passed away. And then um, just his daughter went with him too, man. It's hard, man. I'm, right now, I'm, I'm looking at um uh, that sideline video of um, Kobe talking ball with his girl. And, um, you know, they were, they were just always together, man. I just thought that was awesome. And, and she was just like him because she loved the game. And then... And the Knuckleheads podcast, I always talk about the Knuckleheads podcast, Q Rich and um, Darius Miles. They were talking with Kobe, and they mentioned, you know, how she watches tape and, and tells him to go look at this player, check out this player, look at their footwork. I'm trying to figure out how she does this and this, that, and the other. So she was crazy just like Kobe, man. They're crazy for the game. I always appreciated that about Kobe as he got older, man, just the fact that he how locked in he was and how, how he respected the game as he got older, you know. You know, you know, we we can't we can't um you know go on, you know, with this conversation without talking about you know, you know the the bad stuff. You know, like like he was uh, accused of rape before. I saw in the comments a couple times that, that people mentioned that in the comments. I thought that was so dirty, because um you know he he beat that case. You know, and the circumstances with that is that he made a mistake. You know, and um according to the young lady, they were about eight over eight other mistakes, you know, in her evidence that she presented, so, you know, you know, he, he, he didn't, he didn't, you know, rape that girl, or whatever, you know, so, why even bring it up, I'm only bringing it up just because I know people have done that in the comments, and it's, it's, it's disgusting, but, um, yeah, man, this is, um, this is a hard day, man. It's a Kobe tribute episode, man. So let's just talk about his achievements in, at Madison Square Garden. You know, as we know, Carmelo Anthony, he broke the record for um, points in the Garden with 62. And um, right after that, James Harden almost broke it. Thank God he didn't, you know what I'm saying? But he did manage to match um, the second best record, you know, the record that um, um, Carmelo Anthony actually eclipsed. Um, and that was Kobe's record, 61 points. He did that February 2nd, 2009. That was a year that the Lakers actually won a chip. At the time, they were 38 and nine. The Knicks were 21 and 26. You know, so we'll talk about the Knicks, but let's talk about their their starting lineup or the guys that were in that game. They got uh, Paul Gasol, Lamar Odom, uh, Dirk Fisher, Luke Walton. That was the starting lineup with Kobe. They had Trevor Ariza on that team, Farmar, uh, Josh Powell, uh, Vucevic, uh, Rabanovic. Uh, Sue Yi and Chris Mim. Chris Mim didn't play, but um, that was the team, man. That was a championship team, believe it or not. You know, if we look at it, look reading the, um, the, you know the different names on paper, it doesn't really sound like too great of a team. 
But um, like I said, Kobe did drop 61 points in that game. And um, let's go to the score. The score was um, 126 to um, 117. So the Knicks kind of made a game out of it, but can't really do anything with a guy if a guy is scoring 61 points, you know. And um, in that game, Paul Gasol actually um, dropped 31, 31 and 14. Lamar Odom had 14 rebounds, six points. You know, he did everything else too, three blocks. What else? He had uh, four assists. He had a steal. Uh, the three-point line, there wasn't really a lot of three-pointers. Kobe Bryant was on um, three for six. You know, other than that, you know, Farmar hit two. Ariza hit one. You know, it was a different era, man. They weren't really shooting a lot of threes. A lot of mid-range stuff was happening too, you know. A lot of ball movement, layups and shit like that. Fast breaks. So it's interesting, man. Kobe scores 61, man. What a what an achievement. Now this this is um 24 Kobe. So this is this wasn't like the high flying, you know, between the leg Duncan Kobe. This this was like the um this was the Mamba. This was the the slickster, the the savvy, you know, footwork, you know, shimmy, spin move, turn around jump shot. That was the, it was this Kobe. You know, so he gave us work. Let's see who who's on this team. The Knicks were 21 and 26 at the time. Um Yo, our starters were Chris Duhon, David Lee, Al Harrington, Jerry Jeffries, and Quentin Richardson. Uh, coming off the bench, we had Wilson Chandler, Nate Robinson, Tim Thomas, and um, Danilo Gallinari. So I mean, we we had we kind of had like a decent team. Like if we would have kept those guys together, you know, instead of like blowing it up for when LeBron came along, maybe we maybe we would have um, built something. Yeah, we still had Jerome James. I'm looking at the bench here. We had Jerome James, um, Anthony Robeson, Malik Rose. He grows, man. Oh my god. Yeah, man. It was it was during those years, man. We were like um straddling the, the five hundred mark, you know. Kinda of below it or whatever. Let's see what um what our stats were. David Lee, you know, did David Lee. He had twenty two and twelve. That's what he was doing back then. Al Harrington was giving his all too, twenty four points. You know, he thought he was um mellow before mellow. Wilson Chandler actually had a good game too, twenty points and um four rebounds. Wilson Chandler gets a lot of flack because uh, he was guarding Kobe mostly during this um during this game, so when people tell the story, it was like that um Wilson Chandler was just getting work done to him, you know. But um if he dropped twenty points, that means that he actually was playing pretty good too. Nate Robinson gave you twelve. Tim Thomas actually had ten, and um Dan- um Danilo Gallinari had ten also. I mean, so guys were playing good, you know. Coming off the bench and stuff. If you're getting you're getting what what's this um twenty. 30, 40, 50, 50 points off the bench, 53 points off the bench. That's good. You know, so it wasn't like a total wash. If um Kobe Bryant was off that night, if he didn't get 61, they might have actually won that game. So I mean, you know, history tells a story. You know, highlights and, and stuff like that tell a story. But then you look at the stats and you got you got you got questions, man. I'm trying to see who the, who the coach was. I don't even remember. Let's take a look at the um, the next coach. The Knicks, um, D'Antoni was coaching. Donnie Walsh was the executive. It's a crazy time, man. I mean, Donnie Walsh, you know, he had his little little um, idea of how he wanted to build the Knicks. But um, at the time, Dolan still was doing his thing. And there was a lot of impatient stuff going on, man. You know, they, they we, we really wanted that um, that superstar. So he was going for that. And um, you could probably thank Kobe for that, too, because, you know, Everybody had their superstar finisher, and Kobe was like the ultimate, you know, finisher. You know, that that's when he did his work, his clutch jump shots, and 
just give him the ball, watch him get a bucket, you know, double teams and all that other stuff. Everything he, he was the full package, man. It's just amazing. I can't. I just you know, I can't believe that 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 I'm making a podcast talking about the death of Kobe Bryant. It's unbelievable, man. Yeah, so many so many memories in that garden, man. He gave us total respect, man. He gave us a lot of respect. He showed up every time against the garden and gave it his all, man. Now, I know we're talking about Kobe Bryant. We're paying tribute to him in this episode, but this is a Knicks podcast, so we got to talk about the 50-point game that Allen Houston had. Allen Houston dropped 50 points on Kobe Bryant on um, February 16th. What's going on with February? February 16th, 2003. The Knicks actually won this game, 117-110. to 110. At the time, the Knicks were 23-28. and 28. And um, let's see who their coach was. It was Don Chaney, and it was just one of those years. You missed the playoffs. And um, we were just trash. This was on um, the end. This is like the l- couple years after the the '99 team. So we were just kind of like dwindling down. We were, um, you know, we lost like LJ and all these different guys. Let's um, let's check out um, who we had on that team. You know, of course, Allen Houston. He dropped um, actually 53, 53 points. He still had um, the trail with him. The trail had 14. Yeah, Kurt Thomas, Howard Isley. Oh my God, Allen. It's gonna be on. Um, Othella Harrington, Charlie Ward, Kyrie Weatherspoon, Shannon Anderson, Michael Doliak. Oh my God! The guys off the bench that didn't play that game was Lavar Postel, the great one, Lavar Postel, uh, Lee Nalon, and Travis Knight. Now Lavar Postel, he's the great one because he was quoted, I believe, that year as saying that he was better than, or just as good as um, Allen Houston and Sprewell. And he might have said it, I think, right before. Allen Houston got the 53, so he just sounded ridiculous, you know. And I think LeVar Postel only had a couple. Um, I actually like LeVar Postel. I thought he was going to be a good NBA player. but um, And I actually thought that he might he had a chance to be as good as um, both of those guys. But he was out the league, you know, maybe like three seasons or whatever. Uh, Lee, Lee Nalon is another guy. This is, a, this is like a mystic or whatever. Like He has, he has, a, he has like a mystique to him that... Um, he actually had some um, some promise too. He thought that he was gonna be like um, like what uh, Melo is now. That's what we thought that Lee Nalon was gonna be. At least I thought so. You know, like I said, I was a young, younger Knicks fan, and I was just really hopeful that you know every guy that we got that showed a little little promise that they were gonna be like like the star for us. You know, because we were thirsty. Like like I said, like Kobe Bryant is is um a main reason reason for that that mentality. Just trying to find that star to to give us a closer. You know, we didn't have a closer. And our guys were getting old. Like I said, we had Allen Houston and Spreewell, Kurt Thomas. Um, Howard Isley was our starting point guard at the time, man. Oh, my God. Othello Harrington. Two bums, man. Charlie War was still around. That was, like, his last few years with the, um, with the Knicks. Uh, Clarence Weatherspoon, another bum. Um, this is, um, this is all, was this guy still here, Scott Layden? This was, um, was it the Scott Layden years? Yep, Scott Layden was the executive. This was Scott leading years, man. This was, this was an embarrassing time, man. We he came through, you know, from um, Utah, and um, picking him up was a good thing, you know. what I'm saying he was a son of of um, the other Lanin. I forgot Frank Lanin. He was a son of Frank Lanin, so they figured the credit that you know the pedigree and stuff like that will cross over, and you know he had took over the Utah Jazz and made them more modern and stuff. So that was a tag on him that he would bring that to the Knicks, but. Um, just didn't do that, man. He overpaid for for Allen Houston, and then was just downhill from there, man. Overpaid for everybody, basically. Othello Harrington was overpaid. Uh, 
Clarence Witherspoon was grossly overpaid. He went and drafted Frank Williams. They became, they, I think they're locked up right now for, for drugs. LeVar Postel, you know, he was out the league in three years. You know, where else can I go? Travis Knight. Travis Knight was another guy. He was supposed to have been, like, the star player coming out of um out of um, college. But um, we got him in his sixth year, and he was trash. Lee Nalon was another one that had some promise, like I said. So just a mess, man. But let's talk about this um, Allen Houston 53-point game, man. Um, you know, usually, usually like stars like to hide and guard other players. You know, especially you know, just to keep themselves fresh, and so they won't have to um, work on both ends. Kobe wasn't that guy. Kobe was gonna guard the best player on your team, and he was gonna give your best defender the work, the business, on the other end. So Kobe was um, he was up for the challenge, man. Before we get into, let's see what Kobe had that um that game. Kobe. Kobe had um, what did he have, man? Kobe had 40. Shit, Kobe had 40 himself. So he gave up 53 and gave 40. So he, you know, he wasn't a slouch that game either. You know, Derek Fisher had 21. Derek Fisher was a he, he was like an overachiever, but he had 21. Uh, what else going on here? Brian Short had 16 off the bench. Devin George. They had Samaki Walker starting at the time. Rick Fox. Uh, Rob Horry was starting at the time. What else? Um, they had guys like uh, Tracy Murray, Kareem Rush. Uh, Shaq was hurt at that game. They had um, Medvin, Medvendenko, I think his name was. Devin George. So this is like old school um, Lakers here. Um, the Lakers actually um, got kicked out by the Spurs. So this is one of the years the Spurs won the championship. So there's a lot of history there with this um with this game, but um let me not deter from that man. Allen Houston was giving Kobe Bryant the business man everything, everything with um Allen Houston back in those days was just like quick dribble and shoot you know, so he was giving them the turnaround jumper the ball fake you know, you know one bounce left one bounce right you know he was giving them the work man driving the lane you know. He actually was passing the ball pretty good too. He had like five assists, so I mean. You know, free throws. Kobe was was fouling him. Everybody, whoever they put on him, they were giving him the business. Thirteen, yeah, thirteen free throws. Um, Allen Houston was a shooter. He only had four threes, four out of five. He shot sixty-two percent. So it was a decent fifty-point game. It wasn't like like a like a heavy shot, you know, fifty-point game. But um, I remember that man. I remember I was screaming, you know, for Allen Houston, shoot that thing, baby. You know what I'm saying? But you know. I had a love and hate relationship with Allen Houston because I, I patted my jump shot after Allen Houston. But um Allen Houston was so like you know, I was just so mad that he got paid, man. Because that just started the whole, you know, butterfly effect with just ruining the cash base. If we can um take a bridge to what's going on now, man, with what um Scott Perry did since he's since he's taken over as GM with um Steve Mills next to him. I mean, it's just a clinic compared to what Scott Layden did. So I mean like, when people talk about how this era is like so like dysfunctional and stuff like that. They have no idea what they're talking about because they clearly forgot about 2003. You know, where the Knicks were trash. Right after that 99 season, we just went downhill, man. Made one bad decision, one bad decision after another bad decision. So this this is another era. So, you know, like like Kobe said, Kobe always gave us the respect and whatever. If you ask him about us, you know, he would give you a straight answer. He talked about the Knicks, I believe, in the Knuckleheads podcast. So, I mean, check that out. Go to the Knuckleheads um, podcast. You can find it on, on YouTube. You can find it 
basically every podcast platform out there, just like this podcast. And um, just listen to listen to him talk, man. Kobe was Kobe was a wizard, man. Just listen to him talk basketball. You know, I'm gonna listen to that podcast again to, um, when um when I got on my way to work tomorrow, just so I can refresh myself, man. He was just a brilliant, brilliant basketball mind, man. Incredible, man. He he sounded like like a like a kung fu master the way he talks the game. But Allen Houston did give him that work though. Fifty three points, man. Respect to Allen Houston. If I could talk about regrets. There's like so many regrets you have in life about certain things. Like, damn, I wish I would have did this. I wish I would have did that. Today, actually, the Knicks played. They played on. They had a six o'clock game, and they played the Nets. I had an opportunity to go to this game, but I decided not to not to buy a ticket because I had to work. So now, just thinking about it now, you know, this, just the untimely death of Kobe. You know, and the way that he the way that he passed away along with his daughter and stuff like that. I mean, it, it kind of messed me up. Because um, you know, I made the decision not to not to enjoy myself today. So in hindsight now, I wish I would have just bought the ticket. Because, you know, various people were hitting me up today, you know, about yo, you going to the game today? Oh, you know, oh, man, I wanted to see you today, you know what I'm saying? A couple of people hit me up and said the same thing. You know, they're looking forward to just, just hanging out with me and stuff like that. You know, and I was like I said, I was looking forward to hanging out with a lot of different people too, but I made the choice to um, you know, not buy the ticket. But um it's just these these things you just can't get back, man. So I mean, like the day that I called out sick, or maybe like the day that I left early from work instead of doing overtime or anything like that. Um, you know, I, I'm not gonna remember, you know, you know that I called out sick, but I am gonna remember why. You know, watching the um, the Knicks play the Nets and beating them at home. You know, on a day like today, you know, Kobe Bryant passed away. You know, it, it would have been. A great time to um you know connect with certain people and have those conversations and just build a memory you know so that's a regret that I had that I, I never got a chance to see Kobe Bryant play I never got a chance to see him play live I should say at the garden and um you know I've, I've had opportunities in the past too to go to go see him play but I just made another decision to go do something else you know instead of buying a ticket to the garden you know to you know with the sorry you know to watch the sorry Knicks play you know, I decided to maybe go to a bar or something, or decided to do something else or whatever. But um, you know, same thing, same thing could be said about other other like um, artists. You know, because Kobe was an artist, man. Kobe Kobe was an artist. But um, you know, like Michael Jackson, I had a chance to um to see Michael Jackson play. I mean, you know, perform. But uh, I passed up the opportunity, free tickets. You know, at the Garden. But um, yeah, I, said, I don't want to see Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson's corny. But in hindsight. I would have had the opportunity to sing, see the King of Pop because who would have who would have thought that he would be dead, you know, shortly after fifty, you know. You know, Kobe Bryant was only forty one, man. Like I said, he was from my era. You know, I'm just going, you know, in my mind, I'm just going through a lot of, a lot of like, a lot of thoughts, man. I'm just, you know, natural reflection when people pass away. If somebody means something to you, you start thinking about like, what if, and just um, you know, why not you, or how come this asshole didn't pass away, or or how come this person's in power and, and and you know the good guys you know are the ones that that gotta um they gotta go through the through the stuff man you know you know but you can't really go through that in life you know because you won't be able to move forward but um you know I, I I like to talk about philosophy and stuff like that too but if I can give you a message you know from this podcast Kobe tribute is um you got to do what you want to do man. 
Like, who cares about this? Like, I, I see people saying, oh, you know, I had class. I had school, so I, I couldn't make a post on, on Instagram. I'm sorry I haven't been on Instagram in a while. Or I'm sorry I haven't been on Facebook. Oh, you know, I haven't been able to call you back. Or I'm sorry I couldn't go out with you because it is that and the other. You know, I had to, I had to study. Like, when you look back, when you look back at it, whatever, yeah, you might have your degree. Or you, you might have this or you might have that. But um, you're going to look back and say, damn, man, I should have I should have went here. I should have went there. You know, or I should have done this. I should have done that. I had an opportunity, but I didn't. And I'm thinking about it now. I had an opportunity to see Kobe, and I didn't. I I didn't go. Like they would like um when Kobe went to the Rucker, there was a rumor that he was gonna be there. I was like, nah, he ain't gonna be there, man. You know, whatever. And I had I had an opportunity to go hang out in the Rucker that day, and I didn't go. You know, and Kobe did show up, and he actually showed out. And he played. And actually hanged around. It's not like he just played and bounced. He hanged around a little bit, you know. So I would have had an opportunity to see him playing in, in um in the street in New York City. You can't you can't get things back, man. Time time doesn't stop for anybody. They haven't made that technology yet, you know. And um, this guy is not gonna be around. You know, I know they were trying to get him to do the to to do the um the big three. And I wonder if if that's gonna come out that that um that he was gonna sign for the next season to play because I know the the itch to play you know against um high competition I know Kobe had to be thinking about it. I know he said that he that he was done but um you know Jordan came back you know he came back as an old man 38 years old so um it wasn't too far off for for Kobe to try to come back at at 40 you know what I'm saying and play three on three that's easy stuff for him you know. Yeah, man, it's just crazy. So, um, you know, now that I say that, I'm just gonna, I'm just like, um, not driven right now, cause that's like a cliche, you know. But it's just that, um, I'm just gonna be more mindful of the moment, you know. This moment's coming up. I'm just gonna be mindful of it, and then, um, you know, like, like I said, being at work, I'm not gonna remember. Oh, yeah, remember that time I went to work? You know, you're never gonna ever gonna say that. But um, so that remember that day when I called out and I went to go see Kobe, you know. Remember the time when I took my kid out of school to go see, you know, the parade? If you live in if live out in L.A. and you got to see, like, you know, the Lakers win a championship and you got to be out there in the parade and see that. And, you know, you you know you had work and you called out sick or you know your kid's at school and you took them out of school. You know, they're not going to remember, oh, man, I missed that day of school. But, no, they're going to remember that day that they, they saw that they were there at the parade, you know. Let's look at the Knicks. When was the last time the Knicks won a championship? 70s you know the last time the Knicks um last time anybody won a championship well it was the Giants I'm thinking about the Yankees you know when the Yankees won I could tell you a story here the Yankees won won um won a World Series it was the last one they won and um I had an opportunity to take my son out of school and I told her I told her um you know his mom that I was gonna take him out you know it's the end of the year you know end of the school year so it doesn't really matter if he goes to school or not but she refused to let him to let him come out of school so my son had the opportunity to actually be in the canyon of heroes and throw confetti and you know get hit in the head with toilet paper and stuff like that chant and maybe curse a little bit you know hang out with his dad and stuff but these are moments that you can't get back you know my son was a little guy back then you know now he's like you know now he's a teenager you know, big man, and those memories you can't get back. You can't get the time back. You can't. I can't make him a little kid again. You know, this is crazy, man.
I mean, you, this life you only get one, and you just you just really have to make the most of it. Not, you know, like I said, that's, it's not it doesn't have to do with uh, making money and being successful, quote unquote. It's really about the moments, the moments that you can create and um, share with um, with people that you love, or you know, if you don't have anybody, just memories that you can just remember. You could you could share with yourself. You know, in my twenties, in my late twenties, I figured out that I you know that I could just do things by myself. You know, just picking flights and going somewhere. You know, if I want to go to the next game, I just buy a ticket, one ticket, and go to the next game. You can go out there and meet friends. You know, you sit down and people people realize you by yourself, and they'll talk to you. That's how you meet friends, man. You know, take a chance and you know live life a little bit, man. Yeah, man. Like I said, if if you're gonna get anything from the Dianix podcast, you know. You get you get that message, man. These moments, man. You, they don't they come and they go. Sometimes you only have one chance to do stuff, man. So if you got an opportunity to um, do something, you should just do it. Memories don't live like people do, you know. Yeah, it's the next podcast. A lot of you What's forgot that Kobe Bryant actually came out with an album well, before. Well, come this on. is the single he did with Tyra Banks of all people. This song was crazy. Uh-huh. Let's get into it. What I live for? Basketball, beats and bras. From Italy to the US. Yes, it's raw. I'm in search for the one to make my wealth feel poor. Who can ignore the spotlight life of glamour? Am I dumb for? Have I found the ore? Should I search still? There's plenty of women with sex appeal when it's filled. Can they complete the package? All I date is actresses to play it safe to them. My money ain't bait. But I must take risks to find a honey that's legit. Whether she push a bucket or six bucks with some mad chips. Out of her own or live out of mom's and pop's home. Rocks top fashion, Adidas, attire, or Timbo. I don't know, yo, these women come and go yeah. Like the wind they blow, how do I know it's you for show? Well, God to I gotta listen to that again on my own, man Cause I, I don't know if, if, if you would consider that nice or not But, um, that was Kobe, man He was on his, um, I wanna say, like, Will Smith thing But, um, this is a song that he did He did, um, this song with, um, Brody Boy, Nas, and 50 Cent It's called Thug Poet uh, I don't have it queued up, but I'm gonna just let it rock. Uh huh. what it is. Uh, I'm gonna let it run around one more time. I drop something on y'all. It's like, it's like, <laughs> what's it like? My microphone's a Glock 9. Black, I'm dipped in that. Uh-huh. The beat's my mash. Jam you for the platinum you have. Run it. The illest, watch me become it. I'm here, been took Ebola light. Straight to the wig. Speak truth like kids. Tell you what you don't know. Kobe? Yeah, he's real with the flow. Kick in the dough, wave in the flow, flow. All you heard was stop. Can't take the hits, no. Can't take the hits no more. Bend the flow, flow. All you heard was stop. Can't take the hits no more. Ha! Didn't know I had your black on SWAT. I'm CIA. Y'all nothing but beat cops. I rock like my mom's right, let me, was let me cocaine. Stop that. You on- it's kind of unlistenable. But um, I'm trying to find his other songs too, man. He had another song that that was kind of like okay, like oh, all right, you know. But um, we all know, as you can see, why he <laughs> why he never did that again, man. A lot of people forgot that that he could do that. I wonder if he could still freestyle or whatever. I wonder if he still wrote and stuff like that. It's interesting, man. You know, Kobe did it all, man. He was a young guy at one time. At one point, we all was rapping. You know, in my in my um teens and early to um twenties, I was rapping too, man. You know, 
He might actually catch me rapping on this podcast one day. We'll see what happens. Put something together, see what, what goes down. But, um, yeah, man, this has been the Kobe tribute episode, man. Uh, crazy, man. What a, what a crazy day today was, bro. I mean, uh, uh, it's, it's just unthinkable, man. Like, like his um, older daughter, Natalia. Uh, she apparently had like an um, asthma attack, hyperventilating and stuff when she found out, you know, you know the bad news, obviously. So she had to get rushed to the hospital herself. So at this time, I, I didn't hear any other news about it, man. So I just, I just my prayers goes out to, to that family, man. And, um, you know, I tried to make the point a little earlier about the media and stuff. You know, the media, you know, things are starting to change, man. Like, it, it's annoying, they um they put a cam like uh they put a camera in Amari's face you know at you know he's playing in Israel right now, and he just he had just found out, as soon as he found out they threw a camera in his face just to get his reaction like what was he supposed to say, you know these people have relationships with with um with Kobe you know, this is crazy, you know of course you know that the, these guys that you know they're on the, on TV and stuff like that you know they got the news and they're on TV so they have to they're working they have to work. So they have to fill the time. So they, you know, a couple guys made made some comments and stuff like that. Spoke from the heart, crying and things of that nature. You know, you know, people just uh, waiting for you know Shaq to say something. Shaq made a little statement. You know, you know the when it, when they say when they say it's bigger than basketball. You know, this is one of those things, man. You know, it's it's, it's bigger than that. You know, it's bigger than than um trying to get you know a reaction out of somebody trying to get somebody's you know first reaction i want to be the first one to to announce that he died you know i want to be the first one to throw the the mic in front of shaq's face to see if he's gonna say something crazy you know you know or you know trying to catch omari and trying to you know these people are human beings man somebody lost their, their life tragically you know and that's that's another thing too like like you you know you know you're afraid of death right but also too like you also People, people are afraid to die because they don't know what's gonna happen after. You know, what's gonna happen to the people that they love when they pass away. You know, what's gonna, what's gonna happen? So these are, these are things that you gotta, you should really start thinking about. I know I am. Yeah, man. This is Evil to Any Star hosted Dynasty podcast. You know, I can, I can go on and on about some other things too, man. But this, this is ending here, man. This is, this has been my con- contribution to, um to um, Kobe giving him tribute just to speak some some positivity out there to to um to fight the negativity man that's why I'm here four fingers to the forehead tucking your thumb salute and today we always be going to put our hands in prayer for that family I pray for them I pray for Kobe and his daughter I pray for everyone that's listening yeah man we out of here See you on the next one. Make your basketball right here in New York City. MSG, Madison Square Garden. This is a Gorilla Podcast Network production.